Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. So we're all here this morning. This is our immediate family. So um, we can sit a bit closer because we're, we're here as a family. But here we are. Happy Easter. Happy Easter, Easter guys. Easter to you hope you're having a good morning. Um, yeah. You've got to use your microphone. Oh. Hi, everyone. <laughs> <Hello>. <laughs> we miss you. <laughs> we are going to celebrate Jesus' um, death, burial, and resurrection right now. And that's done through the Last Supper, which was actually the, the last Passover that Jesus got to share with his disciples. So this morning, I hope that you've got ready and you've got some, some drink, some juice, some Coke, some whatever, um, coffee. Ah, yeah, the coffee, the cocoa bean. We just have wafers and wine here. So this is a special time. Jesus said on the, on the night that he was betrayed, he said, this is my body, broke the bread. And he said, this is my body that is given for you, broken for you. Eat this in remembrance of me. And then he said in the same way, the after supper, he then took the cup and he said, this is the cup of the new covenant. This is my blood. You know, drink this often in remembrance of me. So this isn't just a normal feast. This isn't a normal meal or anything like that. Scripture tells us that. But this is actually a time where we get to share in the, not just the, the memory, sorry, the memory of <laughs> Jesus' death, but the resurrection as well. And that's where Paul says later on, he says, you know, he goes through the whole thing and states it out. And then he says, but eat and drink. When you eat and drink of this cup and and drink of this body, he says, you're actually proclaiming Jesus' death until he comes. So this morning we're remembering Jesus and everything he achieved for us, but we're also um, proclaiming his death and his resurrection. So everything that encompasses, which means, to be honest, put it into really basic words, it's just um, heaven's open to us now. Jesus has made heaven open to each one of us. So um, we've got it, everything. We're all geared up, ready to go. So let's just pray. Give thanks. Father God, I just thank you for sending Jesus. Jesus, I thank you for your faithfulness to um, not just endure the cross, but you counted it all joy to go to the cross, even with the scorn of it, even with the shame of it, Jesus, you took it on. But not only that, but you were resurrected again. You rose from the dead three days later. You made a a proclamation of defeating hell and death and defeating sin and the grave. And you rose on the third day, on that Sabbath after the Passover, in accordance with what Scripture had prophesied. And Jesus, you did it. You finished it. You opened heaven for us. Thank you so much for your blood of the new covenant, the new promise, the new relationship that we have with the Father now. And thank you for your body that was broken for us. And by your stripes, we are healed. And at this moment, we just think of everyone who's sick and ill in our nation and the nations of the world. Father, I thank you that you've put healing in our bodies. We reflect your nature in that we heal uh, all by ourselves. It's in our nature as well. So, Father, we just thank you for healing in people's bodies healing flooding through our community, healing flooding through our nation and the nations of the world. Father, I just thank you for your nature, which is so good, so encompassing, and it's just so outrageously full of love. Thank you for your love, Father. And we we just thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. So grab your bread, grab your wine. Let's give thanks to God for Jesus. Amen. Oh, listen to that crunch up. 
So, how's everyone doing? Enjoying um, the lock-in, staying safe, staying well, mm-hmm. staying home. Um, <laughs> okay, so we're just going to talk a little bit about Jesus. Each one, I just dragged everyone up here to share a bit about um, their experience with Jesus. And so, who's going to open it, or am I? I am. You've got to talk into your mics. You are. Yes, thank you. Okay, so I was thinking about this during the week, and um, not to say that you weren't, but I was just thinking about Jesus and his, what he did for us and, and what he's achieved for each one of us. And, and in Luke 17, 21, he actually makes a statement where he says the, the kingdom of God, no one's going to, because they said, what's it going to look like when we, you come into your kingdom? And Jesus said, it's not going to look like anything else that you've seen before. This is going to be something totally different. And they said, well, what's it going to look like? And he says, well, people aren't going to be able to say, here is the kingdom of God or that is the kingdom of God. And he makes this profound statement. He says, the kingdom of God is within you. And um, that was radical for back then. That was totally radical to these guys that had an extraneous form of worship. And they, they actually really, the religious process was such a big part of their relationship with God. But it was really ritual without relationship. It was a ritual, but there was no relationship. But the thing is that Jesus came back and Jesus did everything that he did so that we could have relationship with the Father. So what he was talking about, the kingdom of God is within you. Now, that word kingdom doesn't just mean a king and then, you know, a castle and a moat and all that sort of realm. It's It's talking about um, an authority, a power, a, a royal position within us that carries everything about the kingdom of God. So um, it's, it says here in its definitions throughout the Bible, not to be confused with any actual kingdom, but rather the right or authority to rule over a kingdom. And they, they also explain it as being the royal power of Jesus as the triumphant Messiah and actually taking part in that royal authority that he had. So, and the whole aspect, it's a kingdom of God. So it's not just any kingdom, it is the kingdom that we were meant to be a part of. Scripture tells us that God's actually sprinkled a little bit of eternity in each one of our hearts. And um, I can testify to that because there's, whenever you try and do something or enjoy something here on earth, um, you know, you love it the first time you do it and you'll just, it'll blow your mind and you'll just think, this is so great. Then the next time you do it, it wears off a little bit. And then you've got to go a little bit harder. You know, if you're doing a sport or something, you've got to push it a little bit further. And, you know, me with my parkour. Um, <laughs> no one's laughing. Like, that was actually quite funny. Hey, you notice how the, when I've got a crowd, I actually... You do better. I do. I, I do better. Thank Comes you. Comes alive. So um, any thoughts on that? You can jump in at any time. I'm not, you're just looking at me like I'm, I'm feeling <laughs> quite, okay. Champion when we feel. So it actually defines as God's representative or vice region in a position. So you're actually just a little bit below God in the governing of the kingdom of your life. So what is the kingdom of your life? Well, Jesus really gave us a, a great um, image of that when, when the disciples said, how do we pray? There's a lot of things they could have asked him, but they asked him, how do we pray? And Jesus said, pray like this, our father who is in heaven, you know, holy and honoured is your name. And then he says these profound, this profound words, your kingdom come, your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. So this is where we now take up our position of governing our lives. and Because it, it talks about Jesus, the prophecies of Jesus, and the government 
of his peace shall be on his shoulders. And this government of peace will know no end. So during this time, of people are talking about it. You see the news all the time that, oh, it's a troubling time. The world will never be the same. Um, I watched them uh, print out. Oh, Kylie, you showed me a video of this um, thing. And they were saying, yeah, this will be a time where kids remember mum and dad being home. Um, this will be a time where kids remember cooking and people remember going back to cooking from scratch and, and things like that. And it was true. Like, our world has changed a little bit, but it doesn't mean that it's changed for the bad. I, I'm trying to look at, okay, regardless of everything else that's going on around me at the moment, what's God saying in this season? Like, I've been through some tough times. We've been through some tough times as a family, but um, it's never about those tough times. God's always with us in those tough times, but it's what we, you know, what is God saying to us during this season? And I just want to encourage everyone today that, um, you know, this, I, I've been saying this for a long time, but this too will pass. You know, we've, we've had pandemics and epidemics and, and things all around the, the world in, for centuries and centuries. I look back, and, as a lot of other people have too, um, looking at plagues and that and, and how often they come around. But you know, we can't do anything about what's happening in the world. And a lot of people are speculating on what's causing that and why it's here and all that. But, um, but the thing is that we, we can't really control that, but we can control one thing, and that's the kingdom that we've been given authority over. Number one, that's within us. Um, Jesus, what he gave us is so that we could have peace in our life and so that we could actually bring government to our own lives and our own um, being. So that, that kingdom starts with us, with our our mental health, with our body, with our, with our attitudes, with our behavior, with our reactions, with our, you know, our, um, the ambitions of our heart, everything like that, that's the kingdom that we get to govern. So Jesus gives us the authority to bring the kingdom of heaven here on earth. So it's no longer we're waiting for heaven. We actually are a conduit of bringing heaven here on earth. And I love it because in Romans 1, it says, you know, there is now no condemnation for those that are in Jesus. Um, who walk according to the, the, the um, spirit, not according to their own natural desires. Because it goes in to say the natural desires just produce death, but the, but the spirit actually brings life. And it talks about the, the law of the spirit of life has set me free from the law of sin and death. And that's what Jesus accomplished. There's so much in that. Yeah. Flipping heck, I could go on for ages about just talking <laughs> about that. But I want to encourage you today. There's no condemnation. There's no judgment. There's no penalty for those that are in Christ Jesus. And that means that we don't get to do that either. Like no condemnation means we can't judge. We can't pass judgment on anything because it, it can't be in anything that's of Christ Jesus. So, um, yeah. Yeah, just thinking about at the moment with everything that's going on, um, everything is being shaken pretty much. Our economy is being shaken. Our very way of life is being shaken. You know, if I told you two months ago that something would happen where all the airlines would shut down and we wouldn't be able to fly internationally. Yep. We'd all be confined to our homes apart from essential shopping. We wouldn't even be able to have dinner with our extended family. You know, if I told you that that was going to happen a couple of months ago, that something is going to happen that would affect just about every nation on the planet, then, you know, you, you would have been in shock you wouldn't have believed me but now we're here and it's happened and everything that can be shaken is being shaken um our 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 security our job security is being shaken our um our economy our relationships mm. our leisure yeah. you know the way we 
we take it for granted that we can go out and and yep. spend leisure time any way that we want to. It's all being shaken. Yeah, it brings it back. But, um, you know, that kingdom that Stephen was talking about, where um, it says in, in Hebrews chapter 12, talking about, about the last days, that, that everything that can be shaken will be shaken. Yeah. But then it says in verse 28, but we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Yeah, yeah, so so let us be thankful. Yeah, yeah, so good. And so worship God acceptably acceptably with reverence and awe for our God is mm. a consuming fire. Yeah. So we you know, our the kingdom that we are a part of is not defined by now and it's not defined by here. It's an eternal kingdom. Mm-hmm. And and Jesus, you know, established that kingdom when he was here on earth. He showed us how to live. Mm. He imparted yep. his principles yes, to us. So he imparted his yeah. li- his very life to us so that we could be, so that our foundation could be in that kingdom, so that when everything else shakes around us, we're, we're on a firm foundation and we know that that kingdom is not going to crumble. That kingdom is eternal and that kingdom is forever. So there's just one more scripture that I wanted to read to you and that's in Psalm... Psalm 112. She's going to beat you. Yeah, no. Just flicking yeah. over there. Mine went over. <laughs> <laughs> and it said, blessed, blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who finds great delight in his commands. His children will be mighty in the land. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches are in his house. And his righteousness endures forever. And we know that our righteousness is only because of what Jesus has done for us. He's made us in right standing with the Father. Even in darkness, light dawns for the upright, for the gracious and compassionate and righteous man. Good will come to him who is generous and lends freely, who conducts his affairs with justice. Surely he will never be shaken. A righteous man will be remembered forever. So, blessed is the man who fears the Lord and finds great delight in his commandments. You know, when, when we um, apply the, the words of God to our life and when we apply the words of Jesus to our life, it says that our righteousness is in him and, yeah. and that therefore we will never be shaken. Mm. The righteous man will never be shaken. So, I just find great comfort in that. I find great comfort. Jesus referred to himself often as the rock, the rock on which we can build our lives. And we know that that foundation is firm, mm. it's secure, it's eternal. And at times like this, I'm, I'm reminded of the, the parable of, you know, the wise and the foolish builder who, you know, the wise man built his house on the rock and when the storm came and it, and it pounded against yeah. the house, it says that the house stood firm. yeah. And Jesus said, if you hear these words of mine and you put them into practice, then you're a wise builder and your, and your life is built on the rock. So, you know, at these times when everything that can be shaken is being shaken, if we're building our lives, if we're building our households, if we're building our families, if our reliance is built on the rock of ages then we know mm. that we're okay. Come on. Yeah. And, and anybody, anybody right now, right yeah. here can make that choice. You know, if you haven't been building your life on Jesus, it's as simple as saying, Jesus, 
from this moment on. Mm. From this moment on, I want you to be my foundation. I want you to be the rock on which I build my future, my family, my, my from here on. Mm-hmm. And it's as simple as that. Any of us can make that choice. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah let's, yeah. let's build our lives on Very him. Good. And I love that, um, that God didn't make it hard for us to do life his way. Like he explained yeah. it. He didn't set a bar and say, find a way to get there. He made the way for us through yep. Jesus. Yep. And the Bible talked about a great mystery being revealed that we found out was going to be revealed in Christ. And so we get to live um, mystery revealed side mm. of God's plan. We get to understand that Jesus was part of it, that Jesus was the access to this way of living. But yeah, I just love that um, studying other religions, you find out that all these people are striving and trying their hardest to to reach this level of godliness, to reach this level of righteousness, but it's all in their own strength. Whereas our God, the the Father says, you can't do it in your strength, but I'm going to show you the way that you yeah. can do it. And it's through Jesus. And so I just love that he he's given us, it's like, I think about it, um, like when mum was saying, it, it's really polarizing, the, the fact that we can build a life of strong foundation or of a sandy foundation. And if I wake up every day and if I'm... Um, if I'm honest with myself, a lot of the things that I need to do that day are building a sandy foundation, mm. like well, earning money, yeah. um, earning like standing with other people, those sorts of things um, are all sort of a sandy foundation. But what am I building that's eternal? And shouldn't that be the first thing that's on my list? You know, building, building eternal relationships, mm. building um, in my relationship with God because you know, I want to be the wise builder. I don't want to be the foolish one that, you know, gets to the end of my life and says, I've built all of these things, but finding that they all will shake and be yeah. shaken. Yeah. I want the things, I want all of the shakable things to be shaken away and there still be something standing there, Mom. something that, um, that God's built in my life. Yeah. And I think that that's really good. And I just love that Jesus was the example of that. I love that that Jesus is the, um, like, again, studying other religions, Jesus is the one thing that sets Christianity apart from all other religions. They're sort of a cookie-cutter shape of religion, but there was never a religion where God put flesh on and was more than a prophet. It Mm. was God in flesh. And so our Jesus is really, really special. So the fact that we get to celebrate this this weekend and we get to celebrate what he did for us is really, really big because there's a lot of people that don't have the hope that we have that we have in Jesus, which is it's really special and I don't want us yeah. to forget that. I have a poem. Can I read it out? No. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm going to try and not cry and all the best to you <laughs> to not cry too. It's actually a little obscure, but you'll love it. Lily knows this poem. Um, it says it's by a guy called Christian Yoda. Yoda. Christian Yoda. <laughs> Christian Yoda. Christian <laughs> All right, setting the mood for the poetry. Mugs look best in morning light and flutes were made to clink and jars are good for summer days and lemon-flavoured pink. Goblets are for make-believe and canteens rough and tough and bottles have capacity for different sorts of stuff. But in a garden long ago was placed another cup and separation, guilty verdicts, darkness filled it up. This cup was poured and given to a man I've come to know. He took it, drained it empty, just so mine could overflow. Wow. That is beautiful. You didn't 
I didn't. You cry. <laughs> She's just like. <laughs> so he he laid it all down. Yeah. So that we could have this life of foundation, and he put flesh on so that we weren't stumbling around in the dark, yeah. but so that he could say, come on, I'll show you the way. I'll show you how to live as a human. I'll show you how to do it well. I'll show you how to invest in relationships and in, in this eternal life with God. And I just yeah. love that about Jesus. And there's so many scriptures in there that talk about that, you know, that he took on that nature. Of, mm. uh, so he understands and he, can, he, he understands where we're coming from and the fears that we have and the concerns that we have about life because he, he faced them all. Yeah. He faced them all. So... Did you want to share something, Brody? Um, I was actually thinking about at the moment I was challenged on remembering what Easter used to look like for us as kids. And even into my late teens, we would have these insanely huge Easter egg hunts. And that's what Easter became to me, like just stupid amounts of chocolate. <laughs> um, yes. And I was really challenged at the moment. I was like, what does Easter mean to me? Like removing all this social aspects that we used to have to it what is easter to me and i feel like god's really been challenging me personally like what does the abolishment of your sin mean to you Mm. (laughs) um and i've yeah i've just felt so challenged about that at the moment and i've just felt to really take time and be like what does it mean to you without the chocolate without everyone around you (laughs) what is this chocolate's a big deal to (laughs) bridie yes this has been a very personal (laughs) um but then it also got me thinking about church like what is church to you now that you don't have your congregation around mm. you? No one's wow. seeing that you're watching this. Like, no one's seeing yeah. that you're not at church. Like, what are you doing now? You're responsible for this. You're responsible for your worship. You're responsible for your communion. We're not seeing that anymore. So I've been challenged how am I spending my time with God now as well without my congregation around me. So, mm. yeah. Wow. Wow. Good challenge. Meaty stuff all around. <laughs> Big oof. Which is true. Like, how... How are you entertaining yourself or what are you meditating on? Like yeah. meditation isn't when you get into the lotus position. I don't know what that is. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and, and, you know, meditate, focus on nothing. It, actually, the Word of God encourages us to meditate on mm. good things and meditate mm. on whatever is noble, whatever is pure, whatever is right, yeah. whatever is just, whatever has got yeah. integrity in it. But um, there seems to be just a, a common thread in, in mankind, in, in humankind, that we always want to go for the negative story or we want to we hear the goss. We want to hear, you know, but what are you focusing on? Is this dragging you away from having time with God or is this time actually, yeah. you know, what's God saying to you in this season? Don't, don't be looking for other people saying, you know, well, what's God saying to you? Actually look at it and just say, well, what's God saying to me? And if you're asking that question, then it, it should be a more personal question. Father, what are you saying to me mm. at the moment? What are you, what are you saying? So um, yeah. I just want to pray f- for us today and for, pray for you today that you would be able to step into more of that close relationship so you can Great. really connect with God. And it's a natural thing. It's not a spooky, crazy, weird thing. I don't know what some people that have never stepped into a relationship with God think about it, you know, think mm. that it's this or that. I won't get the rules. I won't get the process right. And it's, it's as natural as being with your best friend or being with your dad. Yeah. Because um, further on in Romans, it, it talks about how we now are adopted as children. If we're children, then we get to call him, you know, Papa Daddy or, or Daddy God, and, um, which is just a beautiful thing. So, yeah. Can we pray and like um, 
yeah, pray for our nation. There's some people in our church at River Edge Church, and welcome to everyone else who's watching as well. Um, but they're sick at the moment and having tests done and treatment and things, so we want to pray for them. But mm-hmm. also um, pray for our nation and pray for us to be able to connect with God on a on a closer and, and more meaningful level during this time, mm-hmm. and not get caught up in the the hype of you know why did this happen? What's going to happen? Where's it all going? No, Jesus said you won't know the day or the the hour, but you'll know the seasons. And we can tell by the seasons at the moment that we're right in the middle of what Jesus talked about in the last days. So, Father, I just thank you right now. Number one, I thank you for life. Father, thank you for the precious gift of life. And I know that in these times, as we are all experiencing um, a change in that in that um, manifestation of life, Father, I thank you that there's trueness of life and reality of life. And I thank you for those that are hungry, that are searching for more from life. They're searching for that, that sprinkling of eternity, <coughs> that sprinkling of eternity that you've placed in our hearts. And Father, I just speak into, to you out there right now, young man, young woman, you know, gentleman, gentlewoman, who, whoever you may be, don't laugh at that. That's actually a real term. Um, <laughs> wherever you are right at the moment, I just want to ask God to move on your life. Father, I thank you for the peace that you give us. Not the way the world gives peace when there's the the distance of of conflict, but Father, the peace that you give that, that never moves. Jesus, your peace that never goes away. You are the Prince of Peace. Scripture talks about you being the Prince of Peace. So Father, I thank you for the peace that we get through Jesus, that shalom, that very pregnant word, shalom, the goodness, the peace, the fullness of God. I just speak that over families and over lives right now. Father, that they, through your Holy Spirit, would have a closer connection with your spirit, with your, just that intimacy, Father, that that closeness, that one-on-one. Oh, Father. Thank you for your healing again that's in our bodies. And we just speak healing into those that are sick at the moment. Anyone who's watching or listening, um, Father, we just thank you for healing right now. And, and if you're sick at the moment, just start thanking God for his healing. Thanks. Just start thanking that he is healer, that he is God, my healer, Jehovah Rapha, God, my healer. Father, you heal us. And Jesus, through the authority of your name, we have authority in the kingdom of God to speak out healing. So we speak out healing into lives right now. By the mighty hand of God, the creator of all things seen and unseen, we speak in the name of Jesus for healing, healing to come into bodies, for tumors to cease, for sickness to go, for for congestion and colds to be eradicated. Oh, Father, thank you for strong arms, strong legs, strong eyes, strong ears. Thank you, Lord, for strong lungs, strong renal systems, strong, yeah, every system in the circulatory. Thank you for good blood flow. Thank you for good sugar systems. Father, thank you for wholeness in the fullness of that word, being in our bodies and operating through our bodies. Wholeness, completeness, harmony. Just speak harmony in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you for our nation. Thank you for the decisions that our nation is making. Give them wisdom, Father, to guide our nation and negotiate this season. And Father, I thank you for those that are seeking Jesus out of this time, seeking more from the world because the world hasn't got all the answers, but you put someone in the world that has had all the answers and still got them. Jesus, I thank you for your spirit just moving on lives right now. 
And if you need to get close to God, if you need to realign and get authority over your kingdom and the, the kingdom of, of God in your life, where you can start displaying it and, and being an example of, of what peace and wholeness is all about, then it's so easy just to readjust with God. It's Jesus, I give you my life. Forgive me for my sins. Forgive me where I get off track. Father, Jesus, I give you my life. I give you lordship of my life. Thank you for the promise that those that call on the name of the Lord shall be saved, made whole, complete. Jesus, I give you my life. Amen. Now, the thing is that that's not the only conversation you need to have with God. You you need to have more. It's not the only conversation you need to have with Jesus. You need to have more. But that's a great place to start. And if you prayed that for the first time today, we're so glad that you did. And, and Scripture tells us that the whole of heaven is now crying out and rejoicing because you made a decision to follow Jesus and open up the kingdom of heaven in your world. And so you now get to be a vehicle and a carrier of that anointing, that power and that authority as well and the privilege of it. Okay. If, can oh, I just say, if people please. have made that decision and um, you want to be able to talk with someone about it, maybe you don't have someone in your life that is at that place with God, but you would like a community or you'd just like someone to talk to, um, please reach out, go to our website. It should be in the caption below. It's riveredgechurch.com.au. There's easy ways to contact us and we'd just love to call you up or to chat with you and talk about the next steps that you can have in this walk with God because we don't want you to do it alone. It's best done with the people around you. I've done it with people around me my whole life. So don't do it alone. We'd love to connect with you if there isn't someone else in your life that you can reach out to. Yes. Yeah, and also to our, our usual church members, we don't want you to feel alone at this time either. So same, same to you. If you've got prayer requests, go onto the website. Um, yeah, put your prayer requests in there and we can be praying for you. Please pick up the phone if you need to talk to somebody. Um, yeah, get in contact with your life group leader. Get in, t- in contact with a leader in the church. If you need support, if you just need a chat, if you need anything, please yep. let us know. Let's, um, even though we have to socially distance, we don't have to be distanced in our hearts. We, we are still a community. We're still a family. Yep. So I just want to make sure that everybody is still linking in and, and chatting and communicating. Yeah. And, and log, uh, get on to a Zoom with a life group. Even if you're not normally part of that life group, um, crash their chat. And yeah, <laughs> so that chat. you can be, you can be part, part of a group. Crash. Yeah, so do that. Zoom for one. You're totally, uh, we're giving you permission to crash people's <laughs> Zoom chats. <laughs> Chelsea just said, oh. I stole it. No, don't say what I said. Oh, so you. We should tell them about the Breakthrough Prayer chat. Oh, come on. Yes. yes. Because we aren't able to do our Tuesday morning Breakthrough Prayer, but we have a WhatsApp group that's not even just going on Tuesdays. It's going, uh, there's lots yes. of prayer happening all week long. So if you want to be a part of that as yes. well, that's an awesome um, WhatsApp group to be a part of. Just go to the websites. Yes. Say, contact us and say, put me in that chat because it's really good. It's really encouraging. 7 a.m. you can wake up and lie in bed and pray. <laughs> yes. Hey, uh, we, we can't wait until we can all be yes. together again. Oh, so true. Imagine that day. We're just going to celebrate so much. But in the meantime, we're, we're going to keep connecting. Yeah. So we love you guys. Love yes. you all. 
Thank you for joining us today. And um, yes, have an awesome week. Thanks for joining today. If you'd like to know more about services or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.